Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Sensi Brewcast. It's the voice of Sensi Craft. And as you can uh, already tell, I'm late. I'm late in getting this show to you. And um, I can make excuses, but um, it really wouldn't make any difference, would it? <laughs> it's late. <laughs> uh, we are recording this, as you'll understand, or as you'll see in a second, or hear in a second. Um, recording this. On Monday, the day that the show is supposed to come out, uh, bright and early here in the morning, um, and I will crack open a beer bright and early in the morning because why not? Um, which is how you'll understand that I am, in fact, recording this uh, the day that the show is supposed to come out because the beer that I'm going to drink is a beer vent beer. Uh, so for those of you who have your higher gravity beer vent calendars, you will quickly understand uh, that I'm not making this up. <laughs> I am recording it this morning. Uh, uh, it's been a it's been a crazy crazy week. It's it's always a crazy week. Um, uh, chaos is uh, is is what makes all of this work, I guess. <laughs> well, um, one of these days maybe it'll get a little easier. I have I have some really great shows scheduled. Um, the one that was in kind of tentatively scheduled for uh, this episode just didn't quite work out, which is why. You guys just get me hanging out here in studio, but that's that's fun to do still too. I don't get to do that nearly as much as um, as I actually kind of enjoy doing it. Um, it's part of why I started my other podcast, which for any of you who aren't familiar with it, it's called Drinking with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's called Drinking with the Gnome. Uh, it dives more into uh, kind of the other sides of drinking bars, things like that, uh, uh, wine, spirits, cocktails, all of that stuff. Um, you can find those episodes just by searching for Drinking with the Gnome wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, but this month, we're, we're <laughs> I have to specify this because this month we're doing a bunch of live uh, episodes of that. Uh, typically, most of the episodes that you will hear are have a heavy uh, studio lean to them. So it's me hanging out here in the studio, drinking things and us learning about different things together. But um, this is a beer show. This is a Cincinnati beer show. Um, and we're going to drink a beer that's not a Cincinnati beer. <laughs> so um, for anybody that, uh, again, like I said, the higher gravity beer event calendar is one of my favorite things about this time of year. Um, it is uh, an advent calendar. So every day you punch a little hole and inside there, there's a different beer that you get to, uh, to drink as your, your Christmas gift. Um, and, and today is a, is a fun one. It's one that I haven't had for a little while. And, uh, I'm looking for my button here because from the beer fridge is, is for once actually from a beer fridge. <laughs> this is Erdinger, uh, Weissbrau. Um, so Erdinger, uh, a, a wheat beer, a German wheat beer. It says on the can, uh, Erdinger is brewed all naturally using traditional two-stage fermentation, never pasteurized. Um, private brewery since 1886, imported from Germany. It is a uh, Hefeweizen, 5.3%. Uh, mm, does not tell me much else. Um, I think if you... No, I'm trying to understand all of the things written on this can, um, and I, I, I don't know. Okay, so uh, right underneath of all of the standard things you see on the can, you know, the, the, the can size and ABV and all that, uh, it says wheat beer. Okay, I understand that. Weiss beer, uh, it's also wheat beer. Hefeweizen, uh, also wheat beer. Cerveza de Tr Trigo, uh, I'm going to guess 
that that is Spanish for wheat beer. <laughs> I'm just going to guess. I don't know for a fact. Um, uh, and it also says Puerto Rico, do not litter, Florida. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what any of those. I mean, I understand. Do not litter. Uh, what does Puerto Rico have to do? Are, are you just supposed to not litter in Puerto Rico? <clears throat> I don't know. And then it says brewed in Germany according to the Bavarian Purity Law by a private brewery Erdinger Weissbrau, uh, Werner Bromach. Um, and there's all kinds of German things that I can't I uh, can't read. Oh, this is best before. See bottom of can. Okay, now let's look at that. It is. Best before 33, 2013. So I'm guessing it's before 2023. So I'm guessing it's it's best before March 30th of next year. Um, and then it also says that it is the number one German wheat beer. All right. We like number one. I do have a lot of fun stuff that we're going to talk about today, um, but we got to drink this first. I want to talk about uh, Dark Charge Day because we're coming off of uh, Dark Charge Weekend, as I like to call it, um, and it was great. And I, 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 so I, I made or I'm making a video from the day too. Hopefully, if I got everything I need to, to to put an actual video together. And in that video, I'm going to try. I, I try. I do. I, I shouldn't say I'm going to because I did this already. I tried to kind of rank all of this year's uh, Dark Charge variants in the order of my favorites, which, as you'll see, was very difficult to do. I think, so I was sitting this morning kind of going over my notes, and I put down uh, what I think is my my definitive list. So we'll talk about Dark Charge Day. Uh, we'll talk about what went good, what, what didn't go good, uh, <clears throat> what I think of all the variants. Uh, we will talk about kind of all of these releases in general. There have been a lot of big beer releases. There always are this time of year. Um, and I've, I've heard a lot of people kind of, uh, complain a little bit about that, about how they, um, you know, there's a, a fear of missing out thing, a FOMO of trying to get a hold of all of them. Uh, I've got some thoughts and opinions on all of that. Um, and about just releases in general. And then I definitely want to uh, to wrap up talking about uh, cartridge <clears throat> because on Thursday, um, sorry, I'm, I'm realizing that early in the morning is not a great time to to record. <laughs> my, my my throat does not like it. Um, the cartridge announced on Thursday, or, or Saucy, I should say, announced announced on Thursday the the purchase the they the of of cartridge they acquired cartridge brewing. Um, I've got some definite thoughts on that too. Um, and that's, this is not the last time we're going to be talking about it on the show. So stay tuned for, for more stuff. I'll probably do a whole episode on it at some point. Um, but I, but I, we have to talk about it this week because, um, it is obviously big news. Sorry, I'm pouring the beer while I'm talking to you. That's why I'm kind of vamping here. Um, okay. We've got the beer poured. I poured it into a big Sam Adams uh, vice beer glass, big, beautiful glass. This beer is absolutely gorgeous. It is uh, kind of golden, uh, hazy with a massive, fluffy, foamy head on top. Um, if you are uh, checking out clips over on uh, YouTube, um, maybe I'll add this in there so just so you can see how beautiful this beer is. Um, all right. Let's give it a minute here and we can really get our nose in there. You get the the banana first. Uh, so some some wheat beers kind of lean more into the cloves. Some lean more into the bananas. Um, there are different uh, strains of, of uh, German wheat beer yeast, I guess. 
I don't know a lot about that because I'm not super nerdy about brewing. Um, but I know, I think Saunders Stories did when they did an episode about their, uh, their wheat beer originally, um, which I can't even remember now what the first version of it was called. It's gone through, I think, three different names at this point. It was whatever that original one was. Uh, then it was called uh, um, Schwester, and now it's just called uh, um, Hefeweizen, I think. Um, so whatever that first one was, they did an episode on Sonder Stories, and I think they talked a lot about uh, the different strains of yeast and kind of those different characteristics that they uh, incorporate. I've had some that are almost like real bubblegummy, like a, a, a Belgian-y bubblegum flavor, um, all the way up to that uh, that real strong clove kind of flavor. But uh, we're going to dive into this one, and we're going to see what it smells like. Yeah, it uh, – actually, I think I got some – beer foam on my nose that time um a big banana yeah that smells so good this this might be a perfect morning beer all right i'm gonna dive in bear with me while i drink oh it's good i forget sometimes how good that is that's one of the things that um, I really love about the, this beer vent idea, beer vent calendars. Uh, there are beers like this one that I've had before or that I would have again. Um, but usually when I walk into the beer store to grab something, uh, I'm not grabbing this because it's, um, it's been around. I mean, what year did it say on here? Uh, it's been around since 18, 1886. So it's not a new thing. And it's really easy to kind of get lost as a beer drinker and trying to get to the new things all the time. And enough that that's bad, uh, but you do tend to miss out then on some of the really solid things around there that uh, you should be appreciating. Uh, if if a brewery comes out with their new Hefeweizen, it's great, and I love that, and I will drink it, and I will enjoy it. But how are we supposed to really appreciate that style and understand that style if we're not also drinking one that has been around since 1886. Um, this is what the style is supposed to be. This, this part of what created the style is this brewery. Uh, so get out there and just drink it every once in a while. And I, I love that about uh, about Higher Gravity's beer vent calendar. That not only does sometimes it make me grab these uh, traditional things that uh, are just great beers. In that same calendar, you'll have stuff. Yesterday's was a beer from Jay Wakefield, uh, which is obviously a, a, a newer, uh, more big hype brewery, you know, a, a modern kind of thing. <clears throat> there was stuff from, uh, the Bissell brothers, you know, there's, there's been some really great beers in there that, um, on, on the flip side for me as a, a local beer nut, um, I'm also not going to go run around trying to, to grab some kind of, uh, trendy hyped beers from other breweries because that's just not, not my type of drinking. On the flip side of that, if you are one of those people that runs around just trying the newest, latest, and greatest thing, uh, there's some stuff that is just from from actual local breweries that are you know exclusive things to the calendar, and just there's literally every type of beer. I, I shouldn't word it that way because that's not true. There are uh, they they try to get a wide range of styles, wide range of types of beer. 
different uh, imported things versus local things versus um, regional things versus national brands. Like it's all in there. Like they try to hit all of those marks in the best way possible. And they just, they nail it every year. <clears throat> That's the point of this is that um, you should, if you didn't get one this year, you should have, you should, you should have, and you should next year. Um, but this is not a beer event show. Uh, we did a beer event show back in July to try to explain to you guys that you needed to buy the calendar. Um, and uh, if you follow me on social media, you'll 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 see plenty of beer event posts uh, all December long because I'm trying to post about it every single day. I know that that's not going to actually happen. I didn't post anything about it yesterday. Uh, I didn't post anything about it on the on the first. So there will be those days where I don't. But I'm going to have a lot of content about this beer event calendar because I think that they're important. Um, but today we have to talk about the other stuff, and I want to start off with a uh, with Dark Charge Day. Um, Dark Charge Day was two days this year. It was Friday and Saturday, which is a new change for the event. And uh, I, when when they announced it, I had a little bit of hesitation about how I felt about it. Um, and I, I think I, I mentioned that on the Braxton show a couple weeks ago, or I don't know when it posted. It might have even been last. Was that last week? It might have been last week. Um, I, I have some. I, I had some hesitation about the idea of shifting this holiday to two different days. You can't. You can't make some holidays multiple days. But the the idea of it being this one time, this moment uh, is what makes it what it is. And uh, I, I, I I still kind of feel that way about Dark Charge Day. It was wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think it, having it two days didn't really uh, take away from my experience when I was there on Saturday. But at the same time, uh, I just don't like that it's two days. <laughs> I want it to all be one day. I want everybody to have to go there one day. Um, I It didn't feel like it was any less crowded to me. It didn't feel like... Uh, it it, 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 like I said, it didn't really take it away from it, but I still kind of like, um, I like it being one day. Um, with that being said, the event was incredible. Um, this might've been, in my opinion, my favorite dark charge yet. Now that comes with a couple caveats. Uh, I think I miss the morning, uh, line share atmosphere of previous dark charges where, you had to get there in the morning to get uh, all of your variants, and so people would line up the night before to make sure they got them all. I miss I miss that atmosphere. I miss that side of the community side of it. With that being said, I wouldn't have been able to do that this year anyways. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do that any of the last few years with, with my kids and everything. It's just uh, scheduling just is very difficult to make stuff like that happen. So um, I, I don't think that that is necessarily... Uh, going to affect my enjoyment of it, but I do miss that. But I, I miss that just in maybe in my life. <laughs> um, uh, but the beer was absolutely phenomenal. They nailed this year so hard, like it was perfect. Um, the base is uh, obviously um, still just as good as ever. It is always one of my top uh, variants, which again we'll talk about in a second. I'll, I'll give you my list. Um, but ev everything that they did. Um, was just spot on and they have this really really unique ability I in fact I'll say this that I think Braxton does the best job uh, with releasing a beer in dark charge day now uh, we'll talk about why why that is and why other places don't 
I don't want to say they don't do as good of a job, but uh, why other places have not um, hit that level of a dark charge day, because um, there are specific reasons why why that is. Um, but they uh, even even within that, so within the event, they they take these little uh, booths, little installments, little pieces of the event, and they dedicate them to different parts of the release. So uh, this year there was a, uh, a coffee box, the, the Roasters Reserve coffee box of beer. It was actually a bag of beer. They, they packaged the three bottles in a big coffee bag. Um, and, and so part of the event this year, when you walk into the tent, there's a, a booth where they have all of those coffees um, available and they have a dessert pairing. Uh, and you can get the desserts paired up with a beer. And like that's, it, it, it's like a little, little coffee shop thing. That's brilliant. You know, you you're showcasing this beer that is part of the release with this specific uh, thing, this installment. Um, down at the other end, um, where they had the uh, uh, one of the the variants was the really happy cookie. You know, those buskin smiley face cookies. Um, there was a VW bus parked in there, and a selfie station, and just this thing that 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 highlights that part of the release. Um, I I love that. I love that these different personalities of this year's dark charge get a showcase upstairs um in the braxton loft their event space there they turn that into the beeline uh lounge the bourbon lounge so you could get a little flight of uh, uh of of whiskeys um and then uh, i think there were desserts or something paired up with those too um, you could try all the beers up there uh, or the beer and then other variants of, of Dark Charge and different beers and stuff. But the, the Beeline beer was was on tap up there. Um, and you could up there was where you could also get the uh, straight from the barrel Dark Charge. So they stick a spout in a barrel and you get to try it right out of the barrel. It's, um, you know, not carbonated and uh, room temperature and it's just different experience of that beer. But it works because this is the, you know, this the Beeline was the, I mean, they're all bourbon barrel aged, but this was the kind of the showcase of of bourbon and of the beeline and all that. And it just, it's something that I don't see a lot of other, uh, a lot of other local breweries nailing to that, to that scale. Now, with that being said, there's a reason for that. None of this is cheap to do. This event has to be one of the most expensive events that Braxton does. If not, I'm going to go on a limb and say it is the most expensive event that they throw all year because it's insane. The scale of everything is big. Um, so that's hard to do sometimes, especially if um, you're a smaller brewery or uh, so I'm going to I'm, I'm going to try to be careful about how I word this because I don't want it to be uh, offensive or anything uh, to the brewery, but. Uh, they released nine different beers in this this year's lineup, uh, the base and then eight different variants. <clears throat> that gets expensive as a beer drinker, which we'll talk about. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the the advantage of having a release of that size and a large number of people that are coming in and buying all of those beers is that you know the individual um, ticket price, I guess. <clears throat> not that it's a ticketed event, but the, um, the, the, the cost that people are spending to uh, enjoy dark charge uh, is, is a lot higher than the cost of somebody coming in. And um, if you're doing an, a, a, you know, an IPA release with, um, you know, two or three different 16 ounce cans, um, you're not, people aren't spending as much money at that event as they are dark charge day. 
So when you get a massive crowd of people that are all spending hundreds of dollars for a, a, a you know, a box of beer and uh, for a day hanging out, drinking beer and eating food and listening to music and whatnot, uh, it enables you to throw a better event, to throw a bigger event. <laughs> so it's a, it's a give and take. Like I, um, I know that a lot of people sometimes uh, may not enjoy the cost of some of these releases, which like, we're going to talk about in, in a minute. Um, but uh, it enables the event to exist and enables something bigger and something better. And so you have to either have a bigger crowd or a, uh, a, a bigger release itself that uh, gets people to spend more money. <coughs> One of those things has to exist. One of those things has to exist, and uh, Braxton does a, a really good job at it. Um, hang on. Let me grab another drink here. Man, that is good. It tastes like summertime. Um, although, it does kind of fit into winter for me, too. That Man, love it. Before we dive into the uh, kind of the talk about releases in general, uh, we should probably just go ahead and take a quick break, uh, a break which will enable me to uh, to drink more of this beer. But then we'll also let us talk about the uh, the show sponsor because we love we love our sponsor on the show. Uh, who, if you guys don't know, is Manscaped.com. Uh, and if you don't know Manscaped.com, pause the show right now and go grab your phone or your computer or, or whatever device you use to access the internet and go to Manscaped.com and see what's going on there because it's there's a lot going on. <laughs> so off the top, um, you, if you've heard about them, you know that they are the leader in below-the-waist grooming. So it's for men to to keep all of their uh, their their hygiene in order that doesn't mean that that's all you can do on the website there's lots of stuff there's shower gel and deodorant and all kinds of stuff like that but uh the ear and nose hair trimmer um i have this which is called the weed whacker by the way uh, the lawnmower 4.0 that's the groomer that they're probably famous for that uh, trims all of your junk <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that exactly how it sounds, but they've got tons of, they've got tons of stuff on the website that you should definitely know about. Um, we love them on this show. They support us here on the show. They make all of this keep going. So, uh, support them. And the best way to support them is by going to the website where you can get 20% off and free shipping. If you use the code gnome at manscaped.com, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code gnome G N O M E. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped.com your balls. And I, me personally, I will thank you because it's how all of this uh, exists. <laughs> Manscaped.com. Um, I love these guys. All right, back to back to some some dark charge day before we get into kind of my thoughts on releases in general. I promised you that I would rank all these beers, and I will. Um, I, and we'll just instead of talking about them all, we'll just we'll rank them all, and then I'll talk about them. Um, so this was really tough to uh, um, to to settle on for me because I I do think that they were all good. They were all really good. Uh, I, I mentioned it earlier in this episode, but um, I think that this is my favorite lineup of Dark Charge, which is saying a lot because there have been some really, really killer Dark Charge beers. Um, I would, I would have to, I think, really sit down and look at a list of every year 
to say uh, for certainty that this is my favorite year, but I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to say 90, 98% sure that it is. Um, with that being said, let's go one by one and I'll talk about these. My, my favorite one, I think, uh, if you ask me tomorrow, this might change this list, but uh, my favorite one right now uh, was the Maple Pecan. Um, I thought the balance was perfect of maple to pecan to bourbon barrel. Uh, it was it was it was beautiful. Uh, the pecans uh, came out front and center for me, uh, almost like a slightly bitter nuttiness. It's really really good, and then the maple comes in, kind of washes that away. Um, and these are these are my tasting notes from a day where I'm drinking a bunch of dark charge. So. Uh, <laughs> my, my notes might even change the next time I try it when I'm just focusing on that one. Um, cinnamon whiskey, number two. Uh, this is also the one that I was most um, curious about. I was concerned because it's easy. A flavor like cinnamon is really easy to kind of overpower everything else around it. Uh, but they, they, they did a great job. Um, it is still barrel first. Um, then that cinnamon comes in. Um, afterwards, and then obviously all of the stuff you know from Dark Charge, the big roasty kind of um, a little bit chocolatey flavor. Um, just a really, really great beer. <clears throat> Cinnamon whiskey, nailed it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, opening that one up again here sometime soon. <laughs> um, we'll see. Uh, number three, the base. I have to put the base in there. The base is always one of my favorite Dark Charge variants. It's not really a variant. It is Dark Charge. Um, I love it every year. Um, I have a nice little vertical that I'm building. So I think I'm going to wait till year 10 and I'm going to go 10 years of dark charge and just drink them all. Um, not by myself, by the way. Um, uh, but I, I love the beer. I love the way it has developed over the years. I love where it's at. It, I think it is, it is just, it's phenomenal. It's a great, great beer. Uh, number four. So this is part of that, uh, roasters reserve box, the Mexican coffee. Now, I love coffee beers. My impression of this year's three Roasters Reserve said none of them were super coffee forward, which I, I, I do enjoy. So I, let me say this about this year's um, releases. All of them except for one, which we'll talk about at the very end, um, are very, very stout forward, very barrel forward. They were, they, they were beer first, then whatever that uh, twist is. Um, with that being said... With the coffee ones, I, I want a little more coffee front and center. Now, the, they're all great, but the Mexican coffee to me was the most traditional kind of coffee forward one of the three. Um, not that any of them were bad, <laughs> but it was my favorite because of that. I, I like the coffee. Um, well, that was followed up by number five, the chocolate pretzel bourbon ball, which I could flip those two pretty easily. The, the, the chocolate pretzel bourbon ball, that's the beeline beer, um, was really, really good. And again, they, they nailed that balance just so well that uh, there's definitely some, some, some chocolate and some pretzel and all of that going on, but it wasn't, it's not, not artificial in your face. Uh, here's the flavor, you know, like that. I, there are beers like that and that's, a, it's fine. I get it. I get why people like it, but it's not what I want from Dark Charge, especially. Uh, so they they nailed it. It was perfect. It was great. Um, number six, the triple vanilla. So this is a little bit more leaning into uh, that vanilla first, which um, is fine, especially with a beer called Triple Vanilla. You expect that. They used 
three different types of vanilla in this. Uh, I'm very, very curious if this one's going to move up my list um, as I really get some time to spend with just that beer uh, instead of just a little sample pour of it and and, and be done. Um, because uh, I, I, I think that there's, there's a lot of nuance to this that I haven't really got to explore yet. Number seven. Another one from the Roasters Reserve uh, Coffee Pack. Um, this was the uh, Boba Link blend. This was a single origin coffee. And I'm sorry that I don't remember which coffee roaster each one of these was. Um, I'll have a blog post up at some point about them all. Um, I thought it was good. It was it was good. Like I said, I like coffee beer a lot. And this one um, was the, the second best of the three coffee beers. <clears throat> the the third one, which is also my number eight, was the Mackinac Island Fudge. Uh, I, I assume that this was a flavored coffee because there's there was a lot of uh, chocolate going on in the uh, uh, in, in, in the beer. Great beer. Don't take don't take the fact that it's number eight on my list is that it wasn't good. Uh, it just isn't as good as the other ones. But that's my number eight, the Mackinac Island Fudge. Uh, my number nine, the bottom of the list, the really happy cookie. I I love this beer. <laughs> I thought it was done absolutely perfect. If you've ever had a Buskin smiley face cookie, um, I should have actually grabbed one here so I could show it to you if you're watching the, the video. Um, but they, uh, you're probably not watching. I don't even know if this is going to end up as a video. <laughs> Um, the, uh, it tastes like the cookie. It tastes exactly like a Buskin smiley face cookie. Sorry, a really happy cookie. They're not called smiley face cookies because, uh, there's a trademark. Um, but they, they, so they nailed, they nailed that perfect. Um, I think that it stands out to me with all the other ones because it's not, it's not beer and barrel forward. It's, it's definitely cookie forward. Um, not that that's a bad thing. It just stands out to me with the other ones. So it would either would have been number one for me or number nine for me. And since I just kind of really wanted Imperial Stout first, um, especially this year, uh, it, it fell down to the bottom. So that's my thoughts on that. Th that's my definitive current uh, ranking thoughts. Uh, take it or leave it. Uh, argue with me. That's fine. Um, you're probably wrong if you have a different opinion, um, but but that's that's how I feel right now. Uh, let's let's talk about releases in general because I've heard a lot of thoughts from people about this, and I, I definitely have some too. Uh, there are a lot of releases right now. Um, there's a, there's a ton always. Every every weekend there's something coming out that uh, we want to get, and we want to drink. Um. That's even more true this time of year with beer releases, be it Black Friday <coughs> or you have Dark Charge, you have Demogorgon Day, Family Tradition. All of these things are coming out this time of year. Um, and it's a lot of beer to uh, to to it's a lot of beer to purchase if you want to try to purchase it all. That gets expensive. And I 100 percent understand that. Um, I, I feel it from the bottom of my heart, my wallet. Uh, you don't have to get everything. And I, I, I know that that's difficult to uh, uh, to wrap your head around and to accept. Uh, again, FOMO is a real thing—the fear of missing out—and um, some of these beers are incredible. And when you uh, you you don't go to a release or you don't buy a certain beer 
and then you start hearing people talk about it or you get a little taste of it from somebody and you're like, oh man, like I, I bought this beer that I know is not as good as this one. I should have bought that one. It's, it's hard. It's hard to make those decisions, but it's okay. Um, and it's important as, <laughs> as a beer scene keeps growing to understand uh, that we're going to have more of that. Like we're not done. Like eventually there will be way more releases than any of us can ever buy if, if there's not already. Um, I guess from the, the brewery perspective, they're not wrong for doing this. Um, if you want to, if you want to capture people into your tap room and get them to buy your beer over another one, you got to make things special. You've got to make good beer. You have to make something that people not only want to get, but then after they get it, they feel good about the fact that they got it. Uh, you don't want people to look at the beer in their hand and be like, man, I should have got this other one. Um, so you have to make great beer and you have to make a good experience with people buying it. Uh, that should be something that people already understand. I, I don't know that it is for everybody. <laughs> um, it's uh, the release itself, beer releases in the same way that uh, festivals. And I know I've talked about that a lot in the last um, few months, but um, beer festivals, beer releases, these things are still central to the community of craft beer, this experience of hanging out and drinking together and having a beer together and laughing. And, uh, you know, like that's still what this is all about. This is, that's still what makes us feel good as beer drinkers and what, what kind of ties us to each other. Uh, so we, we have to embrace those things when they're existing. Um, it's okay. Like if you are a beer fan to just go to a release event and not, not buy at all or not, not buy, any of the bottles, just hang out and try a couple on tap and hang out with your friends. Like that's, that's perfectly okay. And we need to kind of get better at accepting that sometimes. Um, smaller releases, they, they definitely can still work. Um, you can have an event that tries to capture some of that, uh, that community and that feeling. But if you don't, if you're not releasing something or you're not creating something that gets a lot of people to come or gets the people that are there to spend a decent amount of money. It's, it's going to be hard to kind of stand out in, in this busy kind of world of beer releases, especially when we start hitting this time of year where uh, people are shelling out a lot of money for, for lots of beer. Um, if you just throw a small release, you're going to get lost in the shuffle and, and not that, again, not that that's bad. If you don't have this, this goal of doing something big, but uh, it, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to stand out if you, uh, if you want to, and you're doing it that way. Uh, let's, let's, t let me take a drink and then we'll shift topics again. This is really hard to do as a solo thing. Since he brewcast is uh, usually interview based as I'm sure most of you know, cause you're probably regular listeners. If you're not, make sure you subscribe. Um, but normally I have somebody else to talk to. All right. Uh, cartridge, we got to talk about it. And I mentioned at the top of the show, this is probably not the last time you'll hear me talk about this. In fact, tonight, uh, depending on when you listen to this show, <clears throat> I do a live show every Monday on uh, Facebook and Twitch and uh, YouTube. It's, it's all over the place. And um, we just kind of talk about whatever the recent beer news is. So we'll probably talk about some of the same stuff that I'm talking about right now, um, but um, we'll definitely talk about Cartridge. Um, cartridge was acquired. Sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable in this chair. And this chair, I don't know if you can hear all of the noise that it makes. I need to 
figure that out. Need to get a new chair. <clears throat> Throw this one away. Um, cartridge was uh, purchased by Saucy. <laughs> that's that's it. That's that's the news right there. Um, Saucy, for anybody who doesn't know them, uh, is a Cleveland-based brewery. They have five different locations. Um, four of them here in Ohio. One up in Detroit. Uh, it's a it's a pizza brew pub. They make, uh, from what I hear, really great pizza. I've never been there, so I don't know. Um, and some some beer that is uh, definitely from again what I've heard, uh, pretty good. So I'm not uh, I'm not scared of it being saucy. Um, I'm not upset that uh, Cartridge um, had to had to sell. Um, I think uh, with how everything has been, it's not shouldn't be a surprise before we dive into that a little bit let's let's look at the press release here let me pull it up and we'll we'll read the press release oh and the print is really small let me move this closer to me all right i'm gonna i'm gonna just literally read word for word this press release so we can kind of talk about what this all means uh thursday december 1st 2022 cleveland ohio saucy brew works today announced the acquisition of cartridge brewing Mainville, Ohio's premier craft brewery with historic roots nestled along the banks of the Little Miami River. Cartridge is well known for its landmark location, serving up an extensive selection of brews, including the award-winning Up the Hill, Municalis, and Escape Pina Colada Wheat Beer, Wheat Wheat Ale. All created on-site in their 15-barrel brew house, Cartridge aims to honor the past while brewing the future. Cartridge Brewing is located in the historic Peter's Cartridge Factory. Built in the 1860s, the factory was once a community hub in the heart of Kings Mills, Ohio, producing American ammunition through the 1950s. To resolve the historic landmark, to restore the historic landmark to its former glory and once again become a gathering place for the community, it was clear that the location meant everything when building the cartridge brand. Today, the factory is alive and well, home to 134 apartments, a brewery restaurant, easy access to the Miami Scenic Bike Trail, and a future home to further commercial development. It is once again a vibrant, vital part of the community, as it was always meant to be. Head brewer Adam Mills and the Cartridge Brewing team will continue to make incredible beer, now with access to Saucy's full QAQC lab and depth of knowledge. Customers can expect to see several exciting new beers, along with Cartridge Classics, Select cartridge beer, cartridge beer will be on draft at all Saucy Brewworks locations and plans to increase cartridges distribution footprint are in motion. <clears throat> cartridge, and this is a lot. Cartridge founder Kyle Hackbarth shared the past five years bringing cartridge brewing from inception to reality has been a wild ride for myself and co-founders Anthony Cook and Lindsay Hackbarth. We are exceptionally proud of the reputation the brand has built, and when looking toward the future, we knew finding an organization that could take cartridge to the next level was critical. Saucy Brew works with their top-quality beer, guest experience-focused brew pubs, community-focused culture, and being right here in Ohio was a natural fit. Brent Zimmerman, co-founder and CEO of Saucy Brewworks, said, Steeped in the history of our country, we couldn't be more excited to expand the Saucy Brewworks family of brands to the Cincinnati area through the acquisition of Cartridge Brewing. We, as a company, have always desired to have a physical presence in the Cincinnati area. I'm a graduate of Miami University in Oxford, and when Kyle and I connected about this opportunity, we visited the facility and instantly fell in love with the architecture, the setting, the deep history of the Peters Cartridge Company, and the surrounding buildings. Mr. Zimmerman continued, My grandfather served in World War II as a navigator in a prolific way, and I couldn't help but think, but maybe, well, long shot, some of the ammunition from his B-26 Marauder were first manufactured in this very facility. 
All the stars aligned, we jumped at the opportunity to take the cartridge brand to the next level. We couldn't be more excited to write the next chapter of this historic site while respecting its deep-rooted history as it relates to our country's past. Man, this is a long press release, guys. <clears throat> Eric Anderson, co-founder and CBO of Saucy Brewworks, said, When the opportunity came for Saucy Brewworks to assume operations of Cartridge Brewing, I was thrilled. As we learned about the community, the people, and the history of Kings Mills, Ohio, and the surrounding towns, the excitement grew even more. Our company... Our growth as a company is only possible with the support and love from the neighborhood, and for that we are always grateful. The rich history of the Peters Cartridge Company and the building itself are incredible. Our humble intention is to uphold and shine light on those memories, support our local community, and begin our brewing and culinary prowess to Southern Ohio and bring our brewing. The Star Study cast already in place at Cartridge Brewing has welcomed Saucy with open arms, and together we are aligned for a very bright and tasty future. Thank you for all who have hoist, hoisted a pint within the historic walls. We can't wait to see you again. Whew. All right, that's the press release. <laughs> After that, I need to grab another drink. Hang on. <laughs> I think <clears throat> without, without knowing a ton about Saucy, and by the time the, the next time I talk about this, I will hopefully know a lot more after doing a whole bunch of reading <laughs> um, <clears throat> without really knowing them as a company well. Um, I, I feel pretty good about this. I, um, I, think, I think they understand operating a brew pub very well, which is going to be very important going forward. Uh, it has always been very important to what Cartridge is, this idea of them being a, a brew pub, a place for people to gather and, and, and eat as well as drink. Um, if I hope, and I know that right now they are saying they are, I hope all of the team will stay on board. Um, obviously the ownership is, is not on board anymore, but, um, you know, Adam is doing some incredible stuff there as far as beer and, um, Hopefully that will keep only growing. I hope that uh, um, I hope that Saucy can kind of let Cartridge do its thing. Um, I, I I know sometimes that's hard for a company coming in when they're buying another company. It's kind of keep keep their hands off of it in the ways that they should. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm 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 optimistic about it. Uh, I know that it's, it's always, uh, it's always a little, um, scary is probably the best word. If you're a huge fan of a place and somebody like this comes in and buys it, then it is, it's a scary thought. Um, only time will tell, but, uh, hopefully once we get a chance to actually sit down and talk with the, the folks at Saucy, we'll have a better idea of this. Um, as far as why, why they sold, uh, and this is, my opinions and my thoughts, obviously, um, if we can, if we can sit down with, uh, Kyle and Lindsay and, and, and Anthony at some point to kind of really dive into their thoughts on it. Um, if they want to even talk about it, um, we'll do that. But, um, COVID, uh, you know, we, we can't talk about this without talking about COVID. Uh, they opened, uh, during COVID the, it's been hard for everybody to deal with that and to balance that out, especially as a, again, a, a restaurant brewery, you know, the a brew pub, the food is, is as much of an important part of it as the, the beer is, uh, that's goes without saying that was difficult during COVID. Uh, you couple that up with, 
um, the difficulty that they've faced with this road closure. Um, I don't know how many people realize um, what what happened with that was, you know, the, the road that runs right in front of the cartridge factory, the only way in and out of the cartridge factory is a state route. Uh, the state decided that they were going to uh, change that around, which is which is a good change. It will be better in the long run, um, but it meant that the road was closed, the bike trail was torn up, and the detour to get in and out of there just kept shifting back and forth seemingly every day. I know it was probably not every day, but that's how it felt as a drinker. Um, if you needed to go, if you started going there one way and you found out it was closed to go around is a very long trip. It adds an extra, uh, what half hour to your, to your journey to just go grab some dinner. Uh, I, that has to affect the, uh, has to affect the business in a very not great way. Um, not blaming the state of Ohio for all of Cartridge's uh, um, troubles that they've had, or um, the reason that they, you know, eventually um, had to throw in the towel and 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 sell to a different company. But um, it certainly, in my opinion, plays a huge part in it. Uh, again, I, my my overarching thought about this right now is that I hope the beer stays uh, the same uh, and just continues to keep improving because that's that's been my experience with it is every time I go, things are better than they were the last time. And that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, I talk a lot about uh, how we live in this world now where when you open a brewery here in Cincinnati, you're expected to have incredible beer on day one. And I, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I... I am almost more excited and enjoy a place where every time I go, the beer is better than a place that I go into and the beer is just top notch from day one. I enjoy that journey. I enjoy the story behind it. I enjoy the process. I, I enjoy that side of it. It's a, it makes it more, makes it more human almost if, if, if that makes sense. Um, and so I, 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 I like being part of that, that journey with, uh, with cartridge. And I hope that that just keeps, um, I hope that keeps going. I hope I can still be part of a journey that I, that I enjoy that much. That's my thoughts on it. Um, I'm curious to know what everybody else thinks. Definitely. Uh, if you're listening to this, the day releases here on Monday, hopefully I'll get it published here as soon as possible. Um, uh, feel free to jump on the live show tonight on Facebook and tell me what you think. Um, I, the, the show show tonight on Facebook it might be, it might be a little bit late actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I have a, I'm recording next week's episode also today. So, um, yeah, I should have planned better about that, but, um, uh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, it, it, if you missed the live show, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So just ping me on Twitter, or Instagram or Facebook or anywhere and, and just let me know what you think about this. And um, it'd be fun to have a discussion about it and hear everybody else's thoughts. Uh, if you like this show uh, or any of my shows, you can always support by going to the gnarly slash support and you can help the show that way. Um, you can for uh, honestly as little as you want monetarily support uh, but you can, uh, there's certain little tiers you can subscribe to and, uh, starting next year, those tiers 
get really fun and there's some good stuff coming, some, some neat exclusive swag and um, all kinds of stuff, including some behind the scenes things that uh, I know you guys are going to enjoy. So if you want to support, support, <laughs> it, it helps. It really helps all of this keep going. Uh, the biggest thing that anybody can do and it's free is just share the show with a friend. If the next time you're sitting over a beer and you're talking to somebody and a topic comes up and it makes you remember a show or um, something like that with, with the brewcast, just tell them, oh man, have you heard Cincy Brewcast? Um, and show them how to, how to get a podcast on their phone or whatever you have to do. But just keep, keep sharing the show around because it's how it keeps growing. You know, I'm not running ads to, to let people know Cincy Brewcast is a thing. Uh, none of that. I just, uh, uh, it's you guys. Word of mouth is how it keeps growing and how it's always kept growing. So um, I appreciate everything that you guys do. Um, and we will be back next week. Um, I promise. <laughs> um, we're, we're supposedly recording the show tonight. So um, we will definitely have a show next week. Um, if you aren't following Cincy Brewcast on YouTube, do that too, because there's clips and that's fun. And that uh, is a thing that uh, I've been working very hard to, uh, to, to, to do. <laughs> which it's not always easy. Some of these weeks, like this week, it's hard to make all of this stuff come together. So um, your support and your embracing of all of it is um, much appreciated. We'll see you next week. Uh, go drink a beer today and um, enjoy beer event season. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.